Welcome to the Come Clean Pod, a place where we take the taboo out of TMI. We're stripping away shame and eradicating embarrassment through conversations held with honesty, humor, and humanity. We're your hosts. I'm Holiday. And I'm Mando. Come with us while we do our dirty laundry. I almost did. I almost did eyeliner today, like winged eyeliners because T-Swift, but I didn't have time for that. So I got that red lip classic thing that you like. And that's all I can sing. (laughs) I join in, but like you're a really good singer and I didn't want to mess up. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's not. Let's not make our listeners think that. Okay. (laughs) I don't don't know if you're a really good singer if you were like really trying to Mm. sing. But every time I've heard you like sing along to something. Carry a tune, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Anna, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about Taylor Swift. And a couple of other things. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I want to start with Taylor Swift because um, I love her. All right. I got to just say, I was a Swifty before everyone else was like Swifty. Everyone's a Swifty now, today, right now. But no, I, I loved her in her 2015, 1989 era. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and I went to her concert and it was glorious. Lately, she's like on fire. Like, she's on fire. And can I tell you what my favorite guilty pleasure is right now? Mm-hmm. So at nighttime before bed, when I should be putting on my Yoga Nidra app <laughs> and <laughs> and winding down. Don't shut on yourself. We don't shut nope. here. No, no, no. We don't do that. And I still do my Yoga Nidra. Okay. But what I've been doing is I go on my Instagram page and I go on the search bar, mm-hmm. which is like the... like. Instagram's version yeah, of like, like your discover you, like from the yeah, for you page you. or whatever and it is it is all Taylor <laughs> Swift it is all Taylor Swift and so what I do is I binge I binge <laughs> Taylor Swift things and it's like I've learned so much about her and I love it and I, I realize like I don't know nearly what some of the Swifties actually know and actually it it jogged my memory I went to high school with this kid who I didn't even know he was a Taylor Swift fan. But so do you know how she has, um, what is it called? Where she has, she invites her guests to her house to listen to the albums before. What? Do you know this? No. What is it called? I'm Googling what? it. So with I can't the psychotic people that with the way that some fans are, she mm. let's like, she she's like a fan club. Like, is that what you mean? Yes. Like, so I don't really know how it works. Um, it's like called something and I can't believe it's slipping my mind in this moment right now. It's really pissing me off. So let me, so can I tell you, I, I will, I'll admit it. Oh I God. was, you didn't I like was her. like that. I was like that girl who was like, I'm not like the regular girls. I'm like other girls. I was like, and I was like, not even. I was going to say I'm like an Admiral Levine, but then I was like, Ugh, Admiral oh. Levine, she's such a poser. Like, like <laughs> I, when Taylor Swift came out, I remember she had the like, kind of like real, like I was already so jaded <laughs> that like her like super romantic, like middle school kind of love song of like Romeo say yes. I was like, I'm going to barf everywhere. I hate this when she was kind of like country and like, mm. and, th- and so then, and from there, like the way that, 
this is such a toxic, you know, toxic trait about me is when people get super, super like in your face fandom about something like Taylor Swift, Harry Potter, like all that stuff. It, they're the way that it's not even like a happiness joy from them. It's like an it's like an abrasive, like uh, obsession. It it just it's like disturbs something in me energetically. And I'm like, I can't have anything to do with this or these people i'm out and so i was just one of those like i'm too cool for taylor swift people until and i have a cousin who is actually our photographer actually green photography um she's loved taylor swift from from the get from day one and i always kind of secretly judged her we've talked about it we're 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 okay okay. (laughs) but it was a couple just like two years ago i must have heard uh, an interview with Taylor Swift or one of her more recent songs came out and and I actually listened to it and I was like this chick gets it like mm. so now I like to I do like a you lot like of to her formally music. apologize yes. to yeah. Taylor Swift seriously to Taylor Swift to her fans <laughs> not all of them but a lot of them um, okay some of them were too much but I think what we're getting to is like, I love to hear this woman speak. I, she I is know. on fire, and she, especially her new recordings of her old music, like, what? Take back your power, bitch! I love this. Okay. I love this. Wait, what I was gonna say, and I don't know the name of it because I, I don't. But basically, okay, I went to high school with this kid that I didn't realize that he was a Taylor Swift fan. And so a couple of years ago, I saw he had a picture in his profile picture on Facebook was with Taylor Swift. And I was like, shut the actual fuck up. What happened here? And so this makes it even crazier. It's not like he just met her and got a picture with her. She invites fans back to her house before the albums are released. Like she handpicks fans. I don't know what the screening process is. Like, I, I'm sure, like, on one of my binge-worthy nights, I'm going to go down and try <laughs> to figure out how this happens. She invites fans to her house to listen to the album before it goes out, before it, like, launches Can live Can you imagine the, the amount public. of tears and screaming that happens? At- I saw an interview with now. her that someone was asking her, you know, like, how does this make you feel, like... um what is like one of the best things about this experience? And she said she had quotes from everyone that had ever attended her house. And she goes, well, I think it's really funny because whenever I read what people say about having the experience of being at my house, there's always some form of death involved. And it will say like, I literally died. I died when she walked in. I planned my funeral right there. And it's like, (laughs) Every person's response had something about dying. And I'm like, I'm dying listening to this. This is amazing. I saw I saw a charity, um, like a thing that you could um you could do. Oh, I wish I could remember the price point because it was huge. It was like for um for five million, it wasn't five million, but it was like five hundred thousand dollars. You can if you donate to this charity, Taylor Swift will come to your funeral and stand <laughs> in with your like stand to, in the back and and like not talk to people and like pretend she was your friend. It's <laughs> not real. Yes, that I can't wish be I had a real screenshot. Thing. I don't. It was like one of those. You know how it's like. Um, there's like this organization where it's like donate, a, like a lot of money, and you can like 
play golf with <laughs> I don't know Jay Z or something like it's there are those things where you can like for experiences with people and one of them was I if I see it again I will post it on our Instagram it? because I was like I I get it now I think we're all realizing now if you didn't realize it before I think we're all realizing it now what a power boss ass bitch she is <laughs> because this is a woman who is in one of the toughest industries out there. And I'm sure she's had her moments and been put through the ringer. I mean, you've seen the interviews and and what we've all, you know, seen as as, as her in like the public spotlight. And she's basically taken what she has and been like, no, this is mine. I am a person. I am human. I'm going to dictate my own life. I'm not, it's not mm-hmm. the other way around. And at the same time, this woman is also so multifaceted. Like she, I, I'm fangirling so hard right now because I feel like she's just done such a great job embracing all of the aspects of who she is. Mm-hmm. Versus like, I know a lot of artists kind of get pigeonholed into like one specific thing. But like also, I honestly feel like she's just done it in such a a unique way. Mm. And so this has got me thinking a lot lately about my own life. And we've had this conversation and we'll have it here. The fitness world, mm-hmm. the yoga world, mm-hmm. and the career industry that we're in. And so if she can do this in her art and in her career, I think this is so fascinating for anyone who is in the wellness, health, holistic, fitness, yoga circuit, because we have our own, I don't know, what would you call it? Like, struggles is maybe Mm -hmm. not even the right Mm -hmm. word but like you know we have our own things that we have to deal with that I don't think a lot of people realize exactly I mean there's like this running joke in media that like that uh like where do you go when when you know how do you know that someone's life has they have no other options they become a yoga teacher like that's it's the opposite of true but like that's <laughs> that's like the running joke and like yep. it's actually to be to be a to be financially stable like fitness instructor yoga teacher like i don't think many people have any idea of the structure of the business and like the hoops and the hurdles of how to do this and yet these people come come they take it they like the services they take mm-hmm. advantage of the services not not in a not a greedy way not a bad way i'm just saying like they enjoy the services and yet there's like this kind of this like disdain or something for for the people that offer them and what i love about taylor taylor we're like best friends i was always gonna call her taylor um what i think is cool about her is that i think she's really who she is that's what i love about her like one of the first things i remember changing my mind about her or just opening my eyes was um i haven't watched the documentary yet but it was a clip from her documentary where she was crying because she was just really frustrated Miss talking Americana? to her 
I think so. Yeah. She was talking to her parents and some people on her team and they were basically telling her to like not talk about politics. And she's like, absolutely not. I, I'm from Tennessee and I can't let these people hurt my Tennesseans. And, and like, she was standing up to everyone in her team and it was so obviously affecting her that, Mm -hmm. that she was, it was, she was like not moved to tears and like, Oh, please listen to me. But like, I related to that so much of like, I have a point to make and I'm just, there's so much emotion in me that it's coming out. And when I just watched a little clip of an interview of her last night, I have no idea who the interviewer was, never seen him before in my life, but she was talking about how as women, we're often told to like absorb whatever's coming at us, especially from men. And, and if we react to their action, our reaction is taken as an assault but really we're we're reacting to something but then it's like somehow it's not the point of the conversation but when she speaks in places where the way she speaks when she technically like according to society like should be playing by the rules of the the interviewer and and it could hurt her career because she's having political statements She's going against the grain, which makes me think that that's really who she is, which makes me kind of think that meeting her wouldn't be like bursting a bubble of. I think she's just like a regular cool, cool chick, you know, I think she could hang. But like she's also probably really tired. And so (laughs) I would really just like to like sit on the couch in pajamas and like sit with her cats like that's what I would like to do. I'd like to veg with Taylor Swift. (laughs) Although when you first fall in love, you get a jolt of energy for everything. That's true. You know, I just true. I'm and really I do rooting. feel like she'd be like very like I feel like she'd like get on your energy level too. Yeah, yeah. Um, back to the fitness but back world. Back to yeah. fitness and yoga. Absolutely. And listen, I will not you know sit here and pretend that I have answers and solutions for all of the quote unquote problems that we'll talk about in a little bit here. Mm-hmm. But it has got me thinking a lot about alternative ways to navigate the industry that we're in because, and so I have sort of two perspectives. And my two perspectives are that I have now experienced both ends of the spectrum in the fitness and yoga world because a lot of our listeners know I owned my own yoga and fitness studios. So three, you owned three that like, you didn't just like, rent a room in a building not that there's anything wrong with that i'm just saying like the scale of the scale of the fitness industry is varied so it varies for sure you owned three you owned a business that had three locations yes so for years and i was tired (laughs) i was very tired um but yeah where i was going with that is and it's a good point because when you are an owner, and listen, everyone's situation is going to be a little bit different. So I don't want to say like, this is gospel, what I'm about to say, because there were lo- some locations that like did really well. And then some of those locations I ended up selling or closing or whatever, because they were not doing so well. Um, and so, yes, I think it it's it's all the things you learn in like business. It's location. It's it's demographic. It's all of those things. But as an owner, 
you do have the opportunity to basically make money while you sleep because you can hire instructors to teach fitness classes and then you're making you're paying your instructors of course but you're also making money off of that class like it's it's revenue like it's just mm. pure business and so that's awesome because depending on the pay scale and the pay structure and the way the studio is set up and how you decide to set it up and what you do pay your instructors is that some classes are going to make more money than others obviously during peak times um and depending on the size of the studio or location the more people that you can get into a studio the more money that you're going to make and like obviously there's like a cap limit like a space can only have so much of a capacity and then now having since sold my businesses I'm on the other side of that and so I am recognizing and I don't want to say not that I didn't recognize it before it's just that I didn't live it and so this Mm. is like really kind of one of those things where like you can read a book but you don't actually get the knowledge unless you've had the personal experience Mm -hmm. so now knowledge to wisdom it's different totally so I am now on the other side of that where I don't own the studio if I want to teach somewhere someone else is primarily dictating when and where I can teach so like for me I my availability is limited. I have children. I basically need mother's hours. And so that doesn't jive with a lot of different places. So it's like, here's a class at this one specific time that I happen to have open for you. Do you want it? You know, and it's not just about like timing and scheduling either. I think that's part of being an employee, right? Like there are caveats to this though, because yes, it's an employee employer relationship. And so you have to recognize that. That's one thing that I I completely agree with and respect. And I feel mm-hmm. like my work ethic is something I'll stand on forever. But here's my but. Some fitness instructors, some yoga instructors, and I just, I don't even know how to say this. So I'm just going to say it, like, even if it comes out not eloquently or beautiful. But like, I do believe there are some fitness instructors that are just like, they like fit. They just they're like cool. I like to teach. Like I'm gonna go. And then I think that there's what I like to call like heart and soul instructors, mm-hmm. and those are the people that are cre- essentially creating art. Like no different than when Taylor Swift <laughs> writes a beautiful song, performs it, and puts it out there. It's her art. And I think mm-hmm. the same in the fitness industry, in the yoga world, in what we have to offer through our teachings, through our practice, through the continuing education that we have to keep up with mm-hmm. through all of the different avenues of what is required there's just that's baseline what's mm-hmm. just required to maintain your certification and to offer classes that's baseline and then there's like this whole other layer and element to what it takes to facilitate that mm-hmm. and maybe you can speak to that because maybe people are even listening to me talk and it sounds like a different language like well, what is she talking about because I mean, well, and you sort of touched on it, but we we haven't even talked about the financial investment Mm. it takes to be an instructor. Not even I mean, you don't even have to be a full time instructor to you have to carry insurance. You have to you don't have to. But to be part of the alliances, to have the certifications, they require yearly, sometimes monthly. Some some of them require monthly um, subscriptions to their services in order to maintain a certification in a type of movement that you're certified in. Um, there are, 
yeah. So I said in- insurance. There's there's the certification process. There's um, there's your LLC because a lot of these places require you to be an independent contractor. You're a lot of places you're not actually an employee. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's the financial break that down for a second because mm-hmm. I feel like if you're listening and you don't quite understand this, you're like, well, what's the big deal? Like you know, licensed mental health counselors have to go to school. They have to pay us. They have to pay for their school. They have to pay for their licensure. They have to maintain licensure. But then they're making money back, right? right. Hopefully. So let's but say, here's what I don't think people understand mm-hmm. in comparison. Maybe we can. Yeah. So you have, you have insurance. You have. So my insurance is about $125 a year. Yoga Alliance, I think I think now it's like 60 for, 70 some 65 70 I think for our 500 hour I think it's like $70 a year. You have um, to maintain your CEUs through Yoga Alliance and in order to maintain those CEUs you have to pay for a workshop or a course. The last continuing workshop education. I did was $900. You have to do you have to do you have to get 3 hours every 3 years. So I could have done something much less involved. I could have probably I could have found like a three hour workshop rather than another certification. But like you mentioned before, I really am so grateful that you brought up the like a heart and soul teacher versus a teacher. And this is in no way any kind of judgment. Like I never even thought of that difference. But like for me, I'm I have always been a searcher. I've always been a learner. Like I'm a lifelong student and anything that I can learn to to layer on to the other things that I've learned, I know that I can digest that and bring that back to my students and, and knowledge is power and bring that energy of reviving my teachings. So it's, I guess that's the trade-off is like, yeah, I, I, I didn't have to spend $900 to do that training, but then I wouldn't be investing in what I'm building to offer my students. Basically, what I'm saying there is like every year there's hundreds of dollars in investment just to be a teacher. And like you were saying before, if you're not a studio owner, not only do they say, well, I've got a time slot at this day at this time. You can, you know, you're you're either taking it over from another teacher or they're starting a new class for you. Both of those things have their ups and downs. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're inheriting a group of people who have been coming for a while, some of them will leave because you're not the teacher that they're used to. Some of them will probably keep coming. Either way, you're up again. You know, you got to build your your community, your people to come to that class. But not only are they telling you the time, the day, but they're also telling you how much they're going to pay you. And you primarily don't don't dictate that. No, That's no, no. You have to decide like, is it a yes or a no for me? Like, am I am I am I going to kind of keep searching for a place that can meet where financially what I need to be making? Mm-hmm. Because the conversations are sometimes, and I'm just like I I this was like many years ago, but I have heard that instructors have been paid literally five dollars for a class because they're a new teacher. That's criminal. Like that's and that's, that's like labor, like that's like labor laws, <laughs> right? Right. But 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 that's not honoring what they're offering, right? Is really the is like energetically, that's not honoring what they're offering. So the other issue is is that with with teaching, I think 
just to shed light on the reality of the situation, is a teacher, an instructor doesn't just pop in from eight to nine and like that's the beginning and end of their job. You're there before the class. Some studios, you some studios, there's a desk person and you don't do check ins, but you're still there early to prepare yourself, get the room ready, set the mood. Um, and then you're there after to clean up, to put things away, to you got to drive there and back. And especially mm-hmm. there's very few places, none around me where you could be a full time in one spot instructor where like you'd go to work and you would work there for a whole day and you would get a wage like I you know I'm bebopping and booping all around town multiple towns sometimes 35 45 minutes between each engagement it it's and not in one location either I mean I work no. for a big company right now and they have many locations and even some of like the top performers, they're not all teaching in one location. They still have to travel between three locations just to make. And this isn't even like a gripe sesh. This is just right, like, hey, right. this is the reality of what your fitness and yoga instructors are experiencing. And they're committing to it. Like they're committed to it. We are committed to it. We love what we do so much. We're so in, we're so honored I don't speak for everybody, but like it's it's an honor and a privilege. And that's why it's worth it's worth spending nine hundred dollars and going somewhere for, you know, four days to to immerse and learn a new style of movement and and be able to bring back new kinds of wisdom and help people feel better in their minds and their bodies. And because that's it's kind of like I read a I heard a quote one time. I don't know. It's not like a prophetic quote, but um, I heard some people talking and they were like, if you're not, if you are not life or death called to be an artist, don't do it. Don't do it because you can't and it's hard and you will feel like you're not succeeding and you, you won't. And it's, it has to be in your bones. It has mm-hmm. to, it has to be a need. It has to be a, a I have to do this. And I feel like it's similar with with yoga and fitness. But for some reason, there is the stigma around health and fitness that isn't around art, which is insane because we're responsible for people's physical bodies. I know. And like I I understand there's part of me that understands because for so long there were no requirements and there were no standards and there there have been a lot of people, not a lot. They're just loud. There's been a loud. There've been loud people who have taken advantage and mm-hmm. used and abused people through our industry. But the bulk of people who who are here showing up every week for what seems like an hour, and it seems like I'm gonna come here and I'm gonna spend twenty dollars to move for an hour. Like your instructor is not getting that twenty dollars. They right. are working for way more than an hour. Like there's there's just more to it. And and they're not destitute people at the end of their rope with nowhere else to go. <laughs> so, you know, speaking of the the student's investment, having been a student for way longer than I was a teacher, I understand. <laughs> I there's like two there's two there's more than two types of people. But, you know, there's people who will like pay for fitness and and 
and wellness, like no matter the cost, they understand that that is fundamentally that is like inherent to their being and they are nothing without a strong, healthy, calm, quiet being. There are there are some other people, me, who are like feel who are working through this feeling of like, is it okay to to spend this kind of money on myself? Will I ever will I if I spend this $85 on a certain number of classes, like, will I ever have 80? Like, can I spend $85 on that? Like, who? what if I lose my job? You know, so I understand yep. the investment, the idea of the, the financial investment in it. I've had that personal struggle as well. And I know that some people would balk at the idea that $20 for a 60 or 75 minute asana or, or fitness class is nothing because you need your health. Without your health, you don't have anything. So I understand that there's there's two very different ways of thinking about that. But there's also a third way of thinking that really puts a like puts a monkey wrench into this whole scenario. And that's the people who know that there is free content all over the internet. There are free there are instructors, teachers who their whole career, their whole model is free classes, free full-length classes um, and practices with no behind, no, not behind any kind of paywall, just available for everyone. And again, we're at a fork in the road of, yeah. yes, everyone should have, like, you should, should have access. It, yes. Like, we want access for everyone. But if you want, like, the world also needs quality heart and soul teachers and quality heart and soul teachers can't exist if they can't get paid and if there's ever uh, evergreen videos on the internet that never go away that are there forever that are free for everyone that someone could say yeah i have to get in my car heat it up, use gas to drive there, pay an amount of money to go to this class and then do the whole thing in reverse. Or I could stay home and do a free video, stop it whenever I want, do whatever I want. A, there's way less. I, in, my, in my personal experience, there's way less energetic like exchange. There's way less of the... Um, for me, it's a different experience. Not good or bad, just different. It makes for every free full length video. That's like, it's like the opposite of when you ring a bell and angel gets its wings. It's like, <laughs> it's like a, a yoga teacher, a unicorn dies. Fitness, yeah, a, a fitness, unicorn dies. A fitness instructor like goes goes without lotion that day. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to think like I don't want to be dramatic and be like they go hungry. Like it's not like, but it's true. It's like it's the same thing. I know one of our teachers really opened my eyes to this of like you can't give away if a, if there if you two people live next door to each other and they're both photographers and one of them gives away free photo shoots the other one will never get work it actually destroys the whole industry because it doesn't matter if neighbor a is the best photographer in the world if neighbor b is giving away free crap and i'm not saying anyone online is giving away crap i'm just saying without when anyone can put stuff online. Oh, no, there's crap online. I'll say There that. is. Oh, there is. There absolutely is. But I'm not saying everyone is because I'm sure as soon as I started mm -hmm. to talk about pe like people putting videos online, I have never seen 
I've I've only ever done videos online from our teachers, to be clear. And they're, sh- they're shortened practices to give, give you a taste of what our style of yoga is. I'm not talking about that. And I'm not talking about anyone in particular, but I am certain that some people's minds will immediately go to this like one name who's big in the yoga world. I only know that because I hear people ask me like, why don't you become this person? Right. Like, well, I don't know who that person is. But anyways, <laughs> so I'm certain some people's minds to think that I'm talking about one specific person. I'm not. There is crap. There's probably also very high quality. But the internet doesn't have the same the same standards as a as a studio or even some websites with a paywall of like where you can look and see like 500 hour certified insured blah 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 like all the different layers of qualifications that say this person is educated this person is has a, this much experience and literally anybody i could put a video on the internet pretending that i know about how to do uh engine repair and i could just put the hood of my car up and bing bang around with a wrench and be like that's how you fix a toyota camry <laughs> all right guys like that doesn't mean i know anything about oh my toyota god camry. okay my brain has Back to our last uh, one of our episodes that came out where we're like, if we were on the debate team, you would be like, I can't make it. I can't make a decision because I'd say that's a great point. And that's great. But I have conflicting thoughts. Okay, Mm -hmm. give them to me. All right. Here are my conflictions. First of all, I now as someone who has had like every certification under the sun and like every you really do have a shit look- ton of certifications <laughs> just like i'm a i'm a certification whore okay and i went through a period of time where like i would just was like i wanted to get certified and everything there's pros and cons to that too that's like a story for another yeah, day that's another that's a different story that's a different topic but i think that you don't know it to your point if you put a video on the internet about how to fix your car, I know nothing about cars. So I would go on the internet and probably take you for your word. There mm-hmm. are people like that. But then because of my background, if I was going to look for a free video on the internet, I would immediately know, right, if someone was qualified or not. Based because on you're qualified. Because I'm qualified. But if you were just, but if I wasn't, mm-hmm. so this is this is the this is part of the issue, is that there are well-meaning people out there that yes. really do mean well, yes. and and I'm actually oh, going to yeah. say that I was one of them when I first started teaching classes. I couldn't call it fitness. I couldn't call it yoga because I wasn't certified in anything. So I had to call it like a dance something. And I had some talent, but then you get you start taking classes and becoming certified and you recognize you don't know what you don't know. So mm-hmm. I do believe the number one thing I would say first is that, you know, we have to teach each other and our peers these things that we're talking about, like what goes into this, because mm-hmm. there's so much more than just put your right leg in the air and step forward like that. Even just saying that, like there's a... I got like phys- I got like physical like no no don't say it like that. Yeah. We have to educate each other about what goes into all of that. And this speaks to what you don't know you don't know because 
it's the same with every industry. Like, I'm certain that there are things that I pay for that I'm like, why the hell does this cost this much? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if the person could like explain to me, like, what, let me tell you, let me tell you like what I do, like what I have to do, like what it takes. I'd be like, you should be getting more of my money. I guess my conflicting thoughts with the free yoga thing and the free fitness thing is that I do believe that it should be accessible to all. But I do believe it's an exchange just like anything else. Even if it's not financial money, still have you still have to invest your time and energy into learning or going through the class or the practice. And then hopefully it jogs something within your being to look deeper or go further. But I think this speaks to some conversations we've had offline of like, there's like Taylor Swift, there's got there's a way. There's always a way. We just haven't discovered like maybe we just haven't discovered it yet. Like maybe I know there's never going to be like an industry rule, but like maybe people putting up free content, maybe you consider what your actions are doing for other teachers. And then maybe people who are look who are looking for free content, maybe they find people who have teaser videos and and reach out to them or understand too that like almost every studio I've ever been to I like to go to them when I travel like every place that I've lived they offer programs where either there is free classes or there's a way to like volunteer for the studio where you're giving because you don't have money you give your time instead and and usually for the studio like the class is free for the students but but there's like a, you know, backlog of money that that goes to the teacher and, and things like that. So I'm just I just think it's important as an industry for us to. I know that we can't fix a whole industry just like you and me here, but mm-hmm. starting to have these conversations because what each one of us does affects the rest Others. of us. I do believe very much that to tie it back and circle it back to Taylor Swift and this conversation of what we offer. Because I've also offered free things. But it was more toward the beginning of my career, trying to put myself out there, and you start to learn as you gain experience, that's what you're paying for. You're paying for someone's experience. So to put a value on yourself and find a way to, I guess, not budge from that. Like, if you know that you want to offer a certain class or a certain specialty or a certain niche thing, then that's what you offer. That's your experience. And don't deviate from that. And that's not to be like, no, fuck you. If you can't help me, I'm not going to help you. I don't mean like you're, if, if you go to a studio and they don't have a spot for you on the schedule that you should be throwing hate and shade at them. (laughs) That's not what I mean. I just mean it's kind of like, okay, well, this energy isn't going to align. This isn't going to work. So I'm going to move on to the next. I'm hopeful that at least this conversation will make other teachers in our industry think about themselves and what they offer and how they can sort of take back their power and educate people. It's not just about like making more money at all. No. It's about educating people about how this whole entire system works and making it work for everyone. Absolutely. I was just I'm I'm not 
I am by no means an expert, but I, you know, it's been in the news recently um, over the last, since the summer, really, um, about a lot of the unions, like the UPS union and the, um, I think the car manufacturing union, Amazon for years, they've been, the Amazon workers have been trying to unionize. But it's like, if there was, if there was some sort of like, let's come together and talk about what the issues are. Let's work on our public like our public relations let's uh, uh, as a whole let's educate the the population as to what we do so that we can feel comfortable valuing our experience and our knowledge because i mean it is it's hard especially when like your own your own family who like watched you go through all of the it's not and it's not just like a um a knowledge based transformation of like you're learning how to teach something it like it changes it I don't think I've ever having gone through a bunch of trainings and um assisted a bunch of trainings like being a teacher's assistant it changes people Mm. mentally spiritually it opens you up and and to even like the people who are closest to you see you go through that if they like when they don't even value what you're doing because there is such um, a cloud of just ignorance, not in a judgmental way, but just, you know, like there's just not enough conversation and understanding about what it is because for so long it was like woo woo and hippies and, and like vain eighties women with two layers of bangs and stuff. (laughs) You know, it's just, there's the the woman I always wanted to be as a child. (laughs) Um, Our teacher, though, because we both have the same teachers, and this is just a really good point to bring up, and you touched on it briefly earlier. I think one of the biggest reasons that we're in this pickle, if we want to call it a pickle, is because we have to take ourselves seriously. Right. We that, and ha- that's where I'm, that's where I'm going. Is yeah. like it's it's extra hard because other people don't, but if we start taking ourselves seriously and we come together with each other and we're like arm in arm, like I know I'm doing it, but it'll be easier if we do it together. And then other people will like the people outside will get on board with it. And we have, if we have strength in, in numbers of like, and this is what you're paying for. And so if we can somehow come together and value ourselves and like ma- and like let it be because maybe the people offering free online or people who don't value themselves have no idea that it affects others so if we we need to start having the conversation out loud and in public and be like yeah not that i have to prove myself to you but these are like i this is my education this is how many hours i've been doing this i'm doing it because i really need to like it's in it's in me to to offer this and it helps people, you know, those sorts of things to re- to help change, to change the energy outside of us, the energy that's like coming from the outside world to be able to value, be a lot easier if we can do it together. And not and, it, and it's not like a, all right, we're storming the castle kind of a way, but in the the quietly confident, let's sit down and I'll tell you like the like watch interviews with Taylor Swift. She's always she's like firm but fair. You know, she's always just like mm-hmm. uh and when someone says something to her that she doesn't like, she's like mm, no, actually, and here's why. 
And I don't hear a lot of those conversations. And it could just be, I'm like, I'm not an owner. I'm, I'm a teacher. But as a teacher, I find it very easy to be like, oh, yeah, um, okay, changing the pace structure? Sure, okay. And, and like, I truly mean it at the time. And then I'm like, I didn't even ask any questions about that. I just heard, like, this nice person who owns the place is, needs, to, needs to make a change. And so I don't really have a choice. But I'm sure in the beginning, Taylor Swift, especially, she was so young, was probably like, oh, well, they're telling me this. I probably, I guess I don't have a choice. They're telling me that this is how it is. But that's not true. And that's not how change is made. Because we always have a choice. It's just really, really hard to remember that. I just saw, I have to read this. It's just one of those silly little memes. It says, people are like, we can't just eliminate everyone's debt. And dude, like last night at 3 a.m., we decided it would become 2 a.m. This is in your head. (laughs) It's what we can have. We can. We can. And you make such a good point about her interviews. She remembers that she's an equal, an equal person in the world. And yes, there's a power dynamic between like employees and employers and just like there is with interviewers and guests. But somehow, and if you folks know how to do it, please send us an email at comecleanpod at gmail.com because I still struggle with this. Of Like I'm a lot of times I'm so in the moment that I completely forget that like not everything is like a handed down to me proclamation i'm told oh we're changing this we're changing that and this is how this is going to be and maybe we all need a little a little bit of taylor's a little bit of taylor carl quiet confidence in that she is a worthy equal player in her life in her career and 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 whether she knows it or not when she does that, it helps rise the tide of all of the rest of us. And so if you if you choose, it'd be really helpful if you did. I'm going to try. I know I'm really, really going to try. And I think it'll be easier now that I'm framing it like this, that I, I kind of have to choose to remember this in the moment, to be an equal player, because it affects how every other woman, every other teacher, every other everything gets treated in the next interaction and what they feel that they how they how they get treated and how they feel that they can operate in the world it's 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 actually imperative that i figure out how to do this because i'm harming i'm harming other people by not being an active participant and not even necessarily pushing back but just weaving myself in as an equal as a as a worthy person who whose ideas and needs and perspective also matters fuck yeah <laughs> taylor swift <laughs> let's end on that that's so good. i wish i could think of like a like a real fast taylor swift um i wish you know what i wish we had done is i wish that naturally throughout the conversation um we had like said taylor swift lyrics but it would have been I know. now it would have been forced because like when I just said that, like I'm, I need to work on it. I wish I had said like it's me or hi, it's me. Yeah. I'm the problem. It's me. Like all the things. But like, yeah, that's yeah. it, everyone. Let's all be more like Taylor. Until next time, see you in two weeks. 
Come Clean Pod is produced by Ando Hawthorne and Holly B. All ideas and opinions expressed are evolving and should not be taken out of the context of the larger conversation. We're always learning and will continue to do our best. Take what you need. Don't worry about the rest. If you like the pod, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us together on Instagram at Come Clean Pod, Ando at Yours Truly Ando, Holly is at HB Lionheart, or email us to comecleanpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. Until next time.